Welcome to the Make Music Income Podcast with Stephen Bedall of the Production Music Academy and me, Eric Copeland of Make Music Income. In this podcast, we'll talk about our experiences in music licensing as music artists with online channels, our publishing and royalty incomes, and our combined over 40 years experience as music producers for hire. So let's get started with today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 43 of the Make Music Income podcast. I'm Stevie B. This is Eric Copeland. Uh, You wouldn't know it because both of us look like, you know, pretty regular run-of-the-mill dudes, but both Eric and I possess secret weapons that enable us to do all of the things we do very effectively. And you might not realize it, but you most likely possess some secret weapons yourself that you may or may not already be taking advantage of. Uh, If you're not taking advantage of them, then you absolutely should be. And perhaps some of the soon to be not so secret weapons that we're gonna be sharing with you here in this episode, uh, will give you some ideas on how you can um, you know, take advantage of some of your special powers. So uh, we're going to get into that. Uh, but as always, let's uh, do a little weekly recap. Eric, what's been going on? Well, it has been uh, finals week at uh, for my musicians, students um, at the school I teach at. So it's been, they've been hot and heavy in Logic and Pro Tools, just cranking out verses and choruses and bridges in this particular uh, side of the the course, we teach them music theory and how and song structure and all that kind of stuff. So uh, there's a lot of work in in getting them to write songs that don't just sound like the same loop going for three minutes, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, no offense to loop makers, but um, you know, <laughs> trying to teach A B A B uh, type of of song structure is can be challenging, especially for people who just walk in as beat makers and are used to doing rap and, and, and hip hop and things like that. Um, I got Hello Composers a little bit more off the ground this week with um, a, a fun um, day yesterday. We did a live listen to songs related to fall and autumn. And um, at the end, I showed off a song of mine called uh, Fall Again, which is something I bring out every time this year, this time of year. Um, kind of an autumn type of piano piece, and uh, had had about gosh five or six people. Marty was there. I wasn't able to get nice. Marty's song in. Uh, he he didn't send it to to my Hello Composer's email, but uh, I had a lot of people in there. I think uh, what is his name Do- pronounced Don D A A N from your uh, academy was. In oh, there. Uh, you know uh, Don yeah, Dan Vanderbilt. I, I, I say Dan. I don't know if I'm saying it right. I think it's Dan Don. Vanderbilt. He, yeah. yeah. Very nice, and we listened to a lot of nice songs from different people. Uh, our friend Arco was there and also gave us a, a, a piano piece as well. Nice. And so um, that was a lot of fun, and so just as a bit of hype, if you are interested in composing stuff, I, I really feel like the Hello Composers channel fits right in between, right before yours and right, and, and, and yours fits in right before Make Music Income. And so they all three kind of go together a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it lets me talk about composition rather than just music making uh, or income making uh, from music. So um, that's at hellocomposers.com. So that's going well and hope to do something every Wednesday. Um, 
I've been doing a lot of shorts for it, but I'm not sure if I'm going to continue doing shorts all the time just because I just feel like that messes up the the, the channel. Hmm. I just feel like it's too messy, but we, we've already talked about that. It's an that. ongoing experiment. Go back to another show. <laughs> yeah. Huh? It's an ongoing experiment. Yeah. Yeah, well, it really is. I'm still um, yeah, trying to figure it out, too. Yeah. Uh, so uh, new songs accepted at Motion Array, nice. um, Audio Jungle, different places, Pond5. Um, I made money. I talked about it on Friday for the first time from a new library. I made 10 euros from the music case. Oh, cool. The music case. Paid, yeah. Oh, I mean, it hasn't paid me yet, but I made money there. Uh. And, and so that means I'm going to pile more stuff in there. It's a really easy library to upload to. There's not a lot of work to it. So uh, I hope that is the start of something more. Are they a subscription um, I, library? They're just a, a, a non I mean, a non-exclusive, royalty-free library. Right, but so I mean, like, do people I, pay for, like, a single license, or is it, like, a subscription? I don't think so i think it's okay. i think they pay for a single license but right. i'm not sure this was for a certain song so right, right. 10 euros for this one song okay that makes sense um so uh i started keeping track also on my uh spreadsheets just like i do with all my royalty free stuff i've added in my sheet music sales because i got another sheet music sale today and so far that's every bit the income that pawn five or any of those things are so mm-hmm. and i've only got about a half a dozen to 10 songs up at these arranging sites. So I'm going to put more and more sheet music up there and hope to get, you know, uh, 25 to 50 done by the end of the year and in there because people are downloading these things and paying for this sheet music, especially the bigger pieces where I made 49.99 off one it's cool. sale. So yeah, pretty cool. Um, I had, an, I had a, the best month so far and identify last in, yeah. for July. I made 110 bucks clear which means they made you know some money off that um continues to be off mainly off one video but i've seen every week every time more videos being cap uh, captured and found and uh i have to every month that's been more and more videos being found now not not all of them are paying or pay some and i announced why that is because sometimes um i didn't know this because i had a i had eighty three thousand downloads from one video and Mm-hmm. And it only paid like, you know, a dollar and versus the other one that's paying hundreds of dollars. And um, I, I emailed Identify and, and to their credit, they got right back to me and they said, um, that is because it's it's ad generated. And if it's if it's if those views are got are gotten by ads that have already been paid for, then there's no income on the back end for them. In other words, someone paid to get those videos viewed. Those aren't actual views. They're oh. paid views. Somebody, somebody paid Google to run ads to uh. for people to watch their videos, and they got so many quote unquote views. However, you know, many seconds you have to watch to get a view. Right. But they were all achieved on the front by paying on the front end whoever had the video. So they can't monetize that on the back end, which I makes gotcha. sense to me. Yeah, I never thought about that. That's interesting. So something to know about Identify and Content ID and what Content ID may or may not pay for. Yeah. Other than that, um, I've got a new, lot of new pieces that are going on, still a lot of stuff that I've, I've made to put up to libraries. I just uh, I haven't had the time, and uh, I've been uh, really focusing lately on getting my system set up better for live streaming and things like that, and, and so I, I have. But um, other than that, I think that's about all I can think of. Cool, man. You? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've had a, a busy week. I've I've put uh, this month's been good. I put three um, three I've, three new tracks for Artlist Regular uh, and three new tracks for Artlist Original. So I kind of hit my quota uh, for the month. I try to get that at least done every month. Um, about six tracks. Um, I am slowly building uh, my PC, my new PC here, which is yeah. uh, my my call it my beast. And um, you know it's a slow and painful process uh, getting all the plugins and everything installed. Um, it sucks. I hate it. It's such a time to suck, but uh, it'll yeah. be fun when it's up and running. Um, and uh, yeah, man, getting organized, getting really, really organized over here. Um, it's always been kind of my weakness, and. Uh, I'm doing actually a video on um, kind of you know optimizing a checklist for yourself. Uh, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to record that for the academy, and I'm going to be referencing um, the the list that you made, um, which anyone can go download off of your uh, makemusicincome.com site. Uh, really, really helpful. Uh, this is obviously something that we've talked about. We did a whole episode on this on the podcast. Yeah, can't remember what number that was, but. Uh, that was a, a real game changer for me. And so I've, I think everyone can take that list and start kind of, you know, using whatever app or, you know, Google Sheets or whatever they want to use and start mm-hmm. uh, getting super organized because I think it's just so helpful, especially when you're dealing with multiple libraries uh, and you're trying to, you know, quickly access things like stems and metadata. And uh, it just, it, it just, it, it can become such a nightmare of organization so yeah. quickly. And it, it has kind of become that for me. So I've been really uh, taking about an hour or two every day to start slowly putting everything together so that I can just like access all this stuff that I need with like a click of the button and it's all linked together. It's uh, it's going to be nice. So I'm going to share that progress with the Academy today and hopefully uh, get people inspired to do the same. Um, yeah. Going back on to old sessions and, and printing stems and stuff is just like, man, it's like the last oh thing boy. I want to do. It's the last thing I want to do, but I'm realizing I got to do it now because uh, I started working with a new library who, and they want um, all the stems. And wow. I'm just like, I've never had to deal with this because, uh, you know, most of like Artlist and Motion Ray and these royalty free libraries that um, I've been working with for the last few years, and they don't want stems. They just want, uh, you know, alternate edits and that's it. And that's, you know, makes things considerably easier to handle. But uh, man, yeah. stems is a whole new layer of just like, ugh. Um, I've only had one library that asked for stems and they now just ask me for the logic file. Right. And they just they do all the stems themselves, and I'm like, oh, good thank on you. God for that. Good luck. <laughs> but wouldn't they have to have uh, all like the plugins and stuff that you're using, or or I guess uh, do you just print all? No, I printed, I printed everything. And, yeah, everything is printed, and right. most of it was recorded live. Uh, for it's a country album, so okay. most of it is real players. It's not a lot of programming, and anything that was programmed, I printed, and so. Um, yeah, that that is that is nice to, that they do that. But I have a new library that I'm that I'm just about to sign uh, an album with, and they may ask for for those as well. So which will be fine. Cool. It's okay. Is what it is. Yeah. I so mean, that my, can't my you just do an export all tracks or anything like that, or is it not that easy? No, to, it's it's not that simple. Yeah, I have to because I have like these huge sessions, and like libraries don't want like every single stem. They want. Oh, that's right. They, they want, want like stems. groups yeah. of stems. So. Um, it's a process, but the thing is, is it's gonna it's gonna come up again. I'm gonna have another library in the future that's gonna ask for the same stems, and I'm not gonna go back and print them. You know, like I have to have them right. all organized, and it's really important yeah. to do it. So something I, I got to do. Yeah. Um, I'm going to 
uh, farm out some vocal work to uh, someone on sound better. This is something I've never done before. I usually I have a couple have. of vocalists here in um, in the, in town that I've used, but I think this I have kind of like you know the specific vision for um, the way the vocal should sound. And I've been looking at sound better a lot, and uh, I found someone who I think is is going to be a really good fit. I haven't reached out to them yet, but I've, I've been putting this. Uh, the lyrics and the words together for this track and I'm, i've never tried it i'm really excited to try it and if anyone is um hasn't heard of sound better you should go check it out i think there's another site that's similar to it that uh, where you can like just hire session vocalists uh, instrumentalists whatever you can hire mixers or producers too it's all sorts of stuff but um i've never tried this and i'm actually really excited to see how it goes i've been using it for years it's yeah. great i mean i i've uh, a lot of the last few records i've done for sync i have had um and, and just different client songs that we're working on together where we need a vocalist. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have, the, what, whoever I know in Nashville has not been the right choice or not been avail, available, so we have, we have scoured Sound Better and, and used it quite a bit. That's and, cool. Uh, especially for the country album, I used a lot. I used it a lot. And, and, when, you, and when you bought, when you purchased someone's work there, was it like a buyout where you like, or did you do some kind of arrangement with uh, them collecting any kind of royalties or anything like that? I guess it depends no, on I, I send them a work for hire. Right. Um, I have a standard work for hire sheet that I keep. I'll send it to you if you want me to. Sure. And uh, then I just have them fill that out and they're used to it. Any yeah. pro who is going to do work and you're going to pay them, you know, 250 bucks or more or whatever, which is about standard. It seems yeah. it's a buyout. It's a buyout price. Unless they're doing and some so, creative work, maybe then they'd want. Or you guys, maybe. Suppose they, I, it, I guess it all depends on who you're talking to. If they're doing top lines and things, that's then I mean, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I prefer to make everything work for hire. And so I would rather way, pay. Yeah. And a lot of people will just take the work for hire money to do the top line and not, right. you know, because they'd rather have money in hand. Right. Who knows if it's ever going to make anything. But I guess it just becomes how much of the songwriting process were they part of exactly. and how much, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I, I, I but I'm not. I've only hired singers to say, sing, that's your only job. Sing and here's your money and, sing. S- and s- please sign the words for hire and thank you very much. And yeah. you know, it works great. That's cool, it man. Great. Yeah, well, that's what I'm, I'm gonna do. I'll, t- I'll let you guys know how, how it goes, but I'm excited to, for how that work shapes out. Um, and uh, yeah, in the Academy, uh, I gave out some prizes uh, just the other day to uh, the winners of the 80s scoring contest. Who got so the car? Who got the car? Oh, the, yeah. uh, the Lambo? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, that's what, for the what next a great, what a sweet prize. <laughs> um, yeah, top to prize join. went to uh, went to Alexandra. Uh, she did an absolutely fantastic job, and then uh, uh, Stanislav and uh, Chad uh, were second and third place, and uh, got them some stuff from UJAM. And uh, yeah, big thanks to uh, UJAM for sponsoring the contest. It was super nice of them. Uh, and uh, what else is new in the academy this this uh, this Monday? This coming Monday, I am doing. Um, uh, a track breakdown with the legendary uh, one and only Mr. Dave Kropp from 52 Cues. Oh, cool. Um, we're going to be di- dissecting one of his um, one of his sessions and just talking about his process and his plugins and uh, mixing techniques. And I'm just going to exhaust him with with questions. He's going to be like, "Stop asking me so many questions." So he's breaking down your track, or you're breaking down his. I'm going to break down his. I'm going to get him to oh, share okay. one of his sessions, and I, we're going to break it down. Um, this is something I've done before on the Academy. Uh, with so the- are you going to like comment on his 
thing on, on his selections and sounds and things? Well, or, it's a chat. Or, or, it, it'll be a chat, okay. and you know, I just want to pick his brain and you know, and, and see what kind of stuff he's using. I just think it's in, it's interesting for me, and I think it's interesting for other uh, the the members too, because the members you know see my production process and they see the same plugins that I use every time, and like you know. And it's it's they see that I'm using Logic, uh, you know, yeah. and they, and it you know it's just nice to have some variety. I think Dave's a Logic user too, but but mm -hmm. it's nice to have some variety. See how other people do things, and you know I get inspired by it. I think the members will will find it interesting too, and um, you know Dave uh, writes some great stuff. So I think it'll be really cool to kind of dig into it. And um, is that only available to your production academy for now? Yes. So you got to cool. You got to come to productionmusicacademy.com. You really check need it to. out. Get you in really on the to. get in on the fun. Some shameless self promotion. This one's this and get that get. I, hey, if you don't get the Lambo, <laughs> I, if you don't join, you can't get the Lambo. And yeah, exactly. Uh, so, it's an or at least Lambo something too. from you, Jam. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not an '80s Lambo, then it'll be some kind from of plug-in digital product, <laughs> uh, which is still cool, you know. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. All right. Good. Well, well, let's get into um, it. Let's get into it. Okay, so let me share with you what I consider to be um, some of my secret weapons when it comes to being able to produce music. And I think these are, th these are kind of the core things to me that um, are really helpful in terms of being able to kind of convert my, my skills into an income. Um, and, you know, some of these I've developed quite recently, others I've just been they've been kind of brewing for a long time now but uh from top to bottom i think one of my more recent skills that i think uh is extremely helpful for me is just quick editing skills uh when it comes to video and audio um learning to be a quick editor is you know uh, there's just so little time uh in the day i gotta be i gotta be super fast and this is really helps me with getting tracks finished quickly and it helps me with putting out my YouTube and my Academy content. Uh, learn the, the learn learning those shortcuts. Getting your mouse configured so you can do the shortcuts like really easily. Those things are super helpful to me, um, and that's kind of like a secret weapon uh, for for myself. Uh, also, organizing sounds and template building. Now, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, I'm not like a you know a brilliant uh, brilliantly organized person. I, I've got a lot of work still to do in that department, but. Um, that being said, like I'm pretty organized when it comes to, uh, you know, getting uh, like like track settings, for example, in the DAW. Like I like all the shortcuts that you can take, you know, that are that would otherwise just bite into the time. Like loading up contact instruments, loading up plugins, and everything. All those should be really really quick. Uh, you know, templates. Whether you're a template person or not, like you know, that's a, another discussion. But uh, I often uh, make templates for myself, and they're not like super elaborate templates. Templates, but they they're like track starters. You know, they're like, okay, here's yeah. the, the the essential stuff I need to get the the ideas started. Um, it just, let me yeah. Let me comment just on that for a second. You know, um, one of the main things when um, I, that that the school that I work for, you know, we work with kind of building producers from scratch, building. Mm -hmm. People introducing them to uh, Pro Tools, introducing them to Logic, and one of the main things that I have gotten more and more focused on is correct organization of files, um, naming things correctly, and placing them in the right directory. You wouldn't believe oh, totally. the 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 the, the uh, 
drives of these students and things are just everywhere. Yeah, and yeah. what I want to see when I open up that drive is 101. A folder that says 101, that's which is the first class they do. And then a folder that says 102. Nothing else on the front of that drive. It's kind of like a desktop that's got a thousand things on it. When I open up my desktop, I don't want to, I don't want to see anything except maybe just a folder or two or a drive or something like that. I don't have much on my desktop. Mm-hmm. But I know some engineers that are their desktop is full of stuff. How they can see anything on there, I have no idea. Yeah. And it and also slows down your machine. But getting back to the correct naming of things, that's 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 a secret weapon in in and of itself. If you can have great file management and really have folders inside of folders inside of folders so that everything makes sense. I have to do this because I have so many brands that I work on that are mine uh, from my licensing brands to my artist brands to my client brands to all these things. They all have to be in different places. I have a drive just for my sounds. I have a drive just for my clients and I have a drive just for me. And inside each of those drives, every client is named or every one of my brands is named or every one of the sound or things is. Organization is a secret weapon. There is no doubt that it's just a secret weapon. And so it's one of the things that I teach from the beginning because if not, they'll be like, I don't know where I put this file. And it's in documents somewhere, you know, uh, because they just didn't, they just were so excited to get going. They just hit enter when Pro Tools came up or when Logic came up and said, where do you want to save it? And they saved it as uh, unnamed. 26 and then they wonder why they can't find their assignment or why they can't find it and you out there watching this you know what i'm talking about you're you're you've done this i've done this This that was me when i went to audio engineering school and they taught us this (laughs) stuff you know especially when we were making like progress with the mixes like you got to save mixed versions so like you know you can go back uh to 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 what you initially did if you went too far and you know you know what you need to like have those steps like in as a part of your file management as well and oh man dude i was the worst so I, i've gotten better <laughs> over time but it's uh, it's definitely like been always been my weakness and uh 100 agree that uh some serious like file file management is a secret weapon um man yeah you don't want to get frustrated and waste your time looking for things yep. and like getting things lost it's just it's not good um what's your next one <clears throat> skills from being in a band, many skills I picked up from the years of being performer and being a band leader. Uh, people skills, leadership skills, um, uh, community building skills, um, songwriting, understanding songwriting, and um, and confidence. That I think if anyone wants wants to wants to be more confident, then you know get up on a stage and 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 sing some songs or play some songs. I think it really helps, um, especially if you're a shy, uh, introverted person like I am. So. Yeah. Um, I think that the, those skills of like kind of being intuitive about songwriting has really uh, helped me sort of understand what the path ahead is for every track. Every idea that I come up with, I can kind of visualize where it's where it needs to go uh, and all the things that need to happen. Um, and I think that I think what I get from a lot of people who are especially new to production is that um, they kind of have this like blank screen syndrome thing going on like they'll have like some idea but they just won't know where to go with it they're just stuck and they and they just kind of like freeze like a deer in the headlights and just don't know what to do with it um and i think that's something that goes away uh it, once you have a little bit more experience and you've, and you've written enough songs and i think you can really kind of visualize what the path forward is so um i think i think i would attribute my my experience from uh, from the band world uh in helping me sort of figure all that out um, I would consider that a, a secret weapon for sure. Um, I think kind of adjacent to that would be 
the the production of your own music that you that you make whether and so because a lot of people may not ever be in a band because they're solo people or they're basement dwellers or cave dwellers or whatever we called them before but um mm-hmm. you know these are people who are um f- really just focused on their own music and they're making their own music at first and this is this was one of my secret weapons for getting started as a music producer was that I made my own music and I produced my own music. So I learned a lot of stuff that later on I applied to client work by mistakes I made on my own my own music and stuff I was making. And all of those recordings that I ended up making, especially the ones that I released, turned out being the first things I used as my portfolio to actually get clients is because they listened to my stuff and they liked it so much that they wanted to pay me to create their stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, that that there's no better example of that than what Steve is doing right now with Artlist and with and with Motion Array. And people are seeing this and other people are coming in in a bigger client way. Libraries are coming to you, Google and different people, companies are coming to you to do things. That only comes from making your own music and putting it up on there it's a it's a larger i'm talking about a little bit more on the amateur side where you start just by making stuff at home and then yeah getting better at it and then uh using that experience and that could be being in a band as well or uh doing karaoke or whatever you know all those things could could be things that that kind of make you better um in order to get more work and and then transfer that onto your clients for sure Yeah, totally, and it's that's a fair point. Not not everyone is going to be in a band or uh, be on a stage. There's other ways of yeah. putting yourself out there and performing um, without having to get on an actual physical stage. Yeah, just SoundCloud, you know, just yeah. putting yourself on SoundCloud exactly. and that being the first step of saying, "Hey, I made this. It's on SoundCloud. Go listen to it." And I've used SoundClouds both to get clients and to get libraries before. So SoundCloud is as a simple and easy first step of a way to put your music up without Absolutely. putting it on Spotify or putting it on YouTube or anything like that, you know, so. Totally. I have always th- I always thought of SoundCloud as like Spotify training wheels. <laughs> yeah. And, and and it's 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 the recording musicians version of gigs, you know, because you mm-hmm. may or may not get it may be a free gig, it may be playing out in front of people, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so putting it on SoundCloud as a way to experiment and see if people like it, you know? I think so. one more th- a secret weapon I, that I want to touch on here is, um, is like, uh, is listening skills. I think that like a lot of folks that are reaching out to me and uh, asking, you know, for advice on some of the music that they've submitted to Artlist or, or Motion Array that, um, you know, maybe got turned down the first time around. Um, I, Really, I mean, I say the same thing in almost every response to these these emails or, or messages that I get. And it's like, man, you got to set aside some serious time and listen to what is going on on these libraries. You got to really, really, really listen. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about just listening to a couple tracks. Like, spend like some serious time like listening to all the types of genres and stuff that's going on in a library, and you'll get a much better sense of uh, of what you need to do. I, uh, I spend a lot of time listening, you know, um, to, to, you know, to anything from like interesting Spotify playlists, um, to listening to the, the work that my members uh, of the, of the Academy are sending me to, uh, you know, listening to my own music, to listening to other bands and, 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 um, also listening to the stuff that's on the art list. Like I need to be always, uh, very well informed 
about what the trends are in the marketplace. And I need to, you need to understand those uh, really deeply in order to, I think, you know, um, d deliver something that's going to be like a good fit uh, for a library. And, you know, I, I go on about that a lot, but I'm serious. Like you really, really do got to spend some time listening. Um, it can't be, you know, that you just really dig your own, your own tracks. You think they're great and you send them off and then you're like, why didn't they, why didn't they accept them? Well, they could be amazing, but it might not be the right stylistic fit for the library, and um, there may it may just be a matter of having to do a, a few small things to, to, to change that. Um, especially if you have like you know the the good mixes and good production shops to start with. So um, yeah, I yeah, think I, that's a that's a weapon for me. Just listening skills, listening. And I think I think that goes for non. You know, we obviously talk a lot about libraries and licensing here, but it also mm -hmm. goes towards almost any other type of client you're trying to please, whether you're trying to please uh, a, a, a singer who comes to you and says, okay, I want, I've done some recordings before, but now I want to move towards this sound. And so you've got to be able to really spend time before you get on your guitar or your keyboard or you start doing anything in a DAW, don't jump right in your DAW. You've got to go listen to, number one, what they were doing before, who, what they sounded like, if it's an artist. And then you've got to go do the research like you were talking about, about what the sound they're looking for mm -hmm. and what that sound is. It's totally listening skills. How how was that produced? What was the main thing? Maybe it's you're a guitar player and it's all synth based. And so you might have to be thinking down different roads. And I think one of the, the, the drawbacks I see from a lot of people who would like to make money producing music but don't is because they just continue to do only what they do. And I did this for a long time. Um, I'm kind of back to it now, but I, I, I did this for a long time uh, in my early music years. I just said, I only want to do what I want to do. And that's why I didn't go to music school at first, because I said, I'm not going to go to music school and do what they want to do, because I just want to do what I want to do. But you've got to eventually mature and get to the point where you're willing to go, depending on what your, if, if your goal is, if your goal is art list or motion array, you better know what is on there and, and what it what it's going to take to get to that level of what they want. I think there's some other things with Artlist uh, that go along with getting an Artlist. It's another conversation sure. yeah. besides just the music. But mm -hmm. um, Motion Array is a different deal because it's a it's a, a pretty much anonymous library uh, of, of music. It's yep. not uh, having much to do with the artists on Motion Array or Pond5 or things like that. Uh, but if you are, I, I want to stretch this out to not just licensing, but all producing, even especially for clients, you need to listen to what the clients are saying. You need to listen to what the music that they want to have produced sounds like, and you need to uh, understand it and realize how it needs to be produced. And if you're not the guy to produce it, or if you're not the person to play it, you get the players and you find, you go to sound better and you found, find people and you give them the budget and you give them what they're asking for by listening. Yeah. To what they're asking for yeah yeah totally totally man well i mean yeah i think yeah you're absolutely right i those are my i i, I would say my core secret weapons um when it comes to just being an effective producer i think self-discipline is on there as well um i think that anyone who's you know running a business or do or do is a contractor of any kind not going to a nine to five sort of like type job uh it requires it requires a massive amount of self-discipline uh something that i also had to learn over uh over many years and gotten better at um especially since taking much better care of my health uh, that's become a lot easier but um 
that doesn't need to be a super long conversation. I think that's obvious that you need to have self-discipline in this, um, you know, in this production slash licensing slash, you know, uh, all the topics that we normally talk about. It just requires a lot of like uh, focus and self-discipline. Uh, I think we all know that. So <clears throat> why don't you- I have you, just uh, a few, I have a few things that I'd like to bring up um, yeah. that are probably less music making focused and a little bit more business focus, which is what we were just talking about really with the listening. I mean, we, we were talking less about what you're doing versus uh, as far as what you're making as a producer, mm -hmm. because so many people think this is just about sitting in front of a DAW and, and, and creating. And I think there's so much more to being a successful producer. And my secret weapons have always been, number one, doing the listening and the talking bef with people before you produce them mm -hmm. to and, and and doing that kind of up, that consulting or research up front and if it's licensing well you're going to you're going to do that by finding a library or a person who needs the work or a client if it's if it's a client that's just walked in and wants you to produce them well then there's the stuff we were just talking about listening to their previous work but there's also sometimes just talking to them about what they want to do career-wise. And I think to be a good music producer, if you're thinking about being a music producer and and uh, other than just, you know, a music producer doesn't mean you're just sitting in front of a doll. A music producer could be a, a lot of things. Getting on sound better and finding the right musicians like you were talking about. Yeah. Getting the right musicians, singers, all that kind of stuff. Sometimes it's it's an engineering job that is beyond you and you have to hire an engineer to do the engineering for you, to do the mix and the master for you. Um, always hire people who are better than you if it's something that you can do. If the client can afford it and, and, and you can do it. Now, I know everybody watching this is a lot of times a, a one-man show. Yeah. So that's, that is what it is. But being a one-man show, there are other things you can do for clients other than just the music. And uh, one of my secret weapons is that I happen to know how to do websites. I happen to know how to do Photoshop. I, and I happen to know how to make them artwork and, and how to help them take the steps after they get their music done to get it out and distribute it and all these kind of marketing tasks. And the reason I know all that stuff is because I do it for my own music. Mm -hmm. And so almost everybody I'm talking to is doing some kind of marketing for yourself, whether you're licensing mm -hmm. it or you're putting it on Spotify or whatever, you're already doing that. Those yeah. are services that you can sell along with your producing that are going to make you a more uh, dimensional, uh, bigger dimensional person for, for a client than just somebody who can 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 whip up something in logic so it's I, I it's interesting that's... how that how it's like in this diy sort of culture that w that we're in and like so many folks that we speak to that are in like in the discord and uh you know like uh, doing the 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 royalty free music or or the sync licensing kind of stuff we're expected to to do all these things you know it was expected to be our own producers arrangers mixers uh mastering uh, engineers um, our, you know, we're, we're doing the artworks for our, uh, our album and stuff. Like I certainly have been in the position where I just like for a long time now where like that's all expected of me. And I've been kind of like down to dive into all of it because I know that, you know, if you get good enough at all these little things, then you could kind of farm out little pieces of it. You know, it's like if you get yeah. really, if you, ha if you happen to be like, you know, um, 
you have some serious skills in the visual arts department, then you could like, you know, get hired as uh, to make other people's uh, album artworks as well. So, or it's you know. just part of the con of the contract. You know, mm -hmm. when you start with them, and that's part of the consulting thing I was talking about, where you're saying, "Oh, what do you, what's your end goal here? Oh, to be on Spotify? Well, here I can help you do all of it, from choosing the songs to producing them, obviously." To then going and marketing them on Spotify and and have you ever heard of Pond Five? Have you ever heard of putting your songs out in licensing? Have mm -hmm. you ever heard of this? Have you heard of SoundCloud? Have you heard of? Are you do you have a Facebook page? All these kind of things that you probably already know how to do because you're doing it for your own producer self. Yeah, you could do it for clients, and it's a secret weapon that a lot of people don't think about in finding more work and. Because right. I know a lot of people watching this think, ah, it's just easier to make something and put it on Pond 5. Well, sure it is. But you're coming to this channel to find out how to make music income. And so that's why we talk about things like gigs and we talk about things like teaching and we think we talk about things like producing other artists. These are other ways to make music income that can support your 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 uh, your habit <laughs> that can support your <laughs> your addiction to uh, creating and and uh, and licensing uh, that that may not pay enough for you to pay your bills. You're looking for money to pay your bills and quit that other job. I've got it for you. It's called producing, but you've got to serve the client maybe in more ways than only just doll work. You mm -hmm. know? Yeah, I mean, especially in this day and age, I think the the idea of being a producer is really kind of like opened up to all these different. It's yeah. not it's not as clear cut as it used to be, I think. Um, and I think it's not a guy who just comes in and kind of sits there and goes, "Yeah, sounds good. You guys are doing good. I'll see you later." <laughs> yeah. It's 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 uh, and I just went over this with my class about artist development. Artists aren't doing the the development anymore. Producers are doing the development of artists and independent labels. Which whether you know it or not, you like likely already are an independent label. You're you're doing all the things an independent label would do. You're doing mm -hmm. art and you're doing website and promotion and all these things that uh, that go along with your music. You're already doing it for yourself. Why not do it for other people as well and have them pay you money rather than you just do it on your own dime and on your own time and mm -hmm. get actually paid for your time? Yes. How about that? Can you yeah. imagine? So yeah, that's where we're at, man. We're, I mean, that, that it, I mean, if you could become re really, really exceptionally good at one thing, that's also another, you know, path forward. Uh, but I think that the the world that we, you and I live in, I mean, absolutely, we need to kind of like branch out and be kind of good at a lot of a lot of different things, um, and that can be that can prove to be very useful down the road. And I think uh, we already are. And that's my our, my point here is that we already have these weapons, these, these secret weapons. You probably mm -hmm. already have all of them. If you're watching this, you likely have already made artwork of some kind. You are likely already have licensed your songs and put them on Spotify and things like that. So those skills are valuable. I've made as, artwork. As a, I wouldn't say I've, made, a producer. Great, I've made great artwork. Well, you've, but <laughs> You've put it up on Spotify and you have sent it to art list and you have done a lots of different things and of course you talked about your band and all that stuff so all these mm -hmm. things can whether you think of them as producing skills or not are part of a being successful producer and making music income as a producer so yeah seeing the whole picture you know yeah. see, and being kind of your own director because uh, artists we and and I, I mean you and i and everyone probably watching this is already someone who can do all the things. And and we're the weirdos. There's that we're a small percentage of the population, bigger than it used to be, but still small percentage of the 
percentage of the population. Because if you meet a singer, that singer is not going to know how to do all the things that you know how to do. Mm -hmm. And that's the real strength of being kind of these all-in-one producers that we've, we've, we're able to do, whether it's licensing or put on Spotify or whatever, and being this self-contained artist. Well, you have, you have secret weapons that the average musician does not have, and they will come to you to help them do all these things mm -hmm. and, and produce them, yes, but help them do all the other things that they can't do. And if you do all those things, that's how I've made up to six figures a year for, for 20 something years mm -hmm. is by being that, that, you know, uh, that Swiss army knife of music, uh, promotion and production and consulting for people. I'm telling you, people will pay for your knowledge. You've heard this over and over, but they will pay for your knowledge and experience and, and help for sure. Yeah, they will. Absolutely. And there's, and yeah, it's like, you got to remember, there's a lot of people out there who are, you know, no matter where you are on the, the path like, of your career, there's so many folks underneath you that need help, uh, that like that, that are trying to figure it out. And there's so many people that have figured out so much more than you. And it's like, we're always <laughs> somewhere, you know, yep. in the middle. And it's like, people are so, you know, it's, it's, it's a cool world we live in with where people are very accessible, um, yep. you know, um, more accessible than you think. And, yep. uh, and there's a lot of folks, uh, that are not as far as long, far uh, along on the trajectory as you are, who, who could really use your help. And I think that that's a, that's a great way to, to, you know, to make it, you can make a career out of it like you did. So something to Absolutely. think about. Yep. Well, cool. I think we've, we've kind of gone from the inside out from the small uh from you as a music producer on your computer all the way out to you as a music producer in the world yeah and that 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 was kind of the goal here i think so cool yeah. use those secret weapons get out there and make some music income with all the tools that you possessed and and uh, uh continue to build those skills because they will always be needed down the line to to if, if music income is your if that's the way you make money you know so Absolutely. And, and, you know, as always, uh, share your progress with us uh, yeah. in the comments of YouTube. Reach yeah. out to us. Um, we are accessible as well. And, uh, you know, I, I certainly will try to get back to um, every comment that's, uh, that's on the videos, as always. And uh, it's, yeah, it's always good to hear from you guys. So uh, let us know what your thoughts are on this discussion, where you're at in your journey. And uh, yeah. we look forward to hearing from you. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk See you to next you time. next week. Yep. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Just a reminder to check out makemusicincome.com and productionmusicacademy.com. And you can find us both on YouTube as well. We both post regular content there. You can find me at Stevie B Production Music Academy. And Eric's channel is called Make Music Income. We'd love to see you there. Feel free to like, share, and subscribe to our content. Also, feel free to join us in the Make Music Income Discord server. Lots of great conversation going on in there, and you can share your work and connect with other like-minded folks. It's a great community. So thanks again, and we'll see you in the next episode. Take care.